Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 469th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I am here with my stuffed co-host, but um, just Dr. <laughs> Shamu. Hello. And R. Sigma. Howdy. Happy post-Thanksgiving for those of you in the United States. Uh, happy th- past Thursday for everybody else in the United States, in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome to the final episode of November. Uh, this is episode 469 of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in 2007. We talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. And uh, we're, we got a good show for you today. I'm pretty excited. Uh, this is uh, the show I will note is being recorded earlier than we typically record the show. We typically record the show on Saturday mornings. But due to the Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S., we have decided to move that forward just a bit to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so this ca- this is being recorded the day after the last show was released. So do pardon uh, some inconsistencies, like if they decided they were going to drop DLC 2 news, like on Thursday for some reason. There's some news too that's like, no, I know what my fear is. I put it in the, I put it in the news segment. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) There was one thing I saw online. It was, uh, I I saw it on Facebook, um, the land of very true news. I saw it on Facebook today and I was just like, oh man, I didn't think this would happen, but people are looking too much into it so the macy's day thanksgiving parade is happening Mm -hmm. kind of isn't there no spectators or there's no spectators some of it's like pre-recorded what wow yeah it's really it's really weird this year that's jank yeah well they like have like broadway performances like you know how they would do like a scene from broadway like at some time at some point in between like i think they pre-recorded some of those Uh, it's really weird that makes sense I mean, the, by the time they're listening to it, they've already seen it. Um, but yeah, it is weird. But one of the things, they're still doing the balloons. I imagine they just like inflate the balloons like right off camera and then just walk across with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the Pikachu balloon's going to be there. Mm. And with the Pikachu balloon, they also have like a bunch of Pikachu costume people. And they're just like, they're going to dance. And they're just like, oh, you're going to be really excited to see why they're there, blah, blah, blah. And it's comicbook.com, unsurprisingly. That's just like, this could mean there's a big reveal coming on at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm like, no. (laughs) They just want you to watch the dancing Pikachus. There was a bit of a leak this week, but it's nothing worth the topic over. So yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I I did see that. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's four games coming out next year. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, it, it, none of it's surprising, by the way. Right. And it's like it's like yeah, Pokemon Unite, Detective Pikachu two, Pokemon Snap, and uh, a remake. It's like okay, that that's everything people predicted. So except yeah. it's gonna be I don't it's gonna be Detective a uh, it's I gonna be a backdoor that. launch to Pokemon Sleep. It's gonna be available <laughs> following the Pikachu dance on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Uh, that way you can eat your turkey and then get points for your Thanksgiving nap. What is it, Terrafin? It'll launch when everyone's sleeping that night because they're already passed out from overstuffing themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pretty excited actually. I'm pretty excited. I want some pumpkin pie, man. I'm pretty mm-hmm. I'm pretty like excited for the pumpkin pie. The pumpkin pie's got me excited. I want literally everything, man. Uh, but I, we're gonna, I, it, yeah. I, I'm pretty excited for that. I want to see the Pikachu dance on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody's being safe on Thanksgiving Day. And they are uh, they are properly not catching COVID. Um, <laughs> I I hope that's a thing, but hopefully. that's that's just me. Yeah, hopefully. Is hopefully. there still a Power Rangers float or no? Is that has what that do you mean? I don't know if that's a thing or not. I I honestly I haven't paid attention for the past few years. I was gonna say I feel like they pushed it back when Power Rangers were with Disney, maybe, and then I I could see that. Then it passed back to Hat, not Hasbro. It passed back to Saban. Nick. Yeah, and then Saban sold to Hasbro. Yeah, so Power Rangers is now owned by the same company that owns D and D. Fun fact: I'm waiting for an official Power Rangers D and D. You're waiting for a tabletop, yeah? Okay. Uh, it it kind of it, they did it for a little bit actually. There was a stream that was uh, it was called Power Rangers Hyperforce, and they did tabletop Power Rangers. The problem was they never published the system. Oh. So, yeah, right? So, anytime there were rules, I don't know if it was just, we're making this up, <laughs> or what. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know that Power Rangers Hyperforce had any rules that were real. It probably had, like, a loose baseline and, like, probably went off of, like, uh, possible, like, D&D interactions. Like, it was weird. It was really weird. I mean, it was really cool. Like, the cast that they got together for it was really, really cool. Because they would occasionally get in some, like, old Power Rangers actors to come and, like, play their ranger at the table. That's cool. Didn't they base it on Time Force, too? Uh, it was, like, so Time Force, like, gave them their powers somehow. It was weird. But they got, the, they got a, like, a lot of the Time Force Rangers. They got the guy who was playing the Blue Ranger and Ninja Steel to be the Red Ranger. They got the guy who played Bulk from the original Power Rangers to play a ranger in it. <laughs> Good for him. And then they got a couple, like, influencers, quote-unquote, um, to fill out the cast. But the one that I was most excited for was Andre, the the black nerd. Mm. I thought that was great, because that's, like, his jam, <laughs> is just doing that kind of stuff. And he loved doing it, too. You could tell. Uh, what his favorite thing is, he gets to go to the Power Ranger conventions now and actually be a ranger. He used to moderate all of them. Now he goes there as a ranger. <laughs> that, that's actually have- really cool for him. Yeah, yeah, they have like a hyperforce uh, panel. It's really cool. It, it, it's like I, as a Power Rangers fan, that would be the ultimate thing to do is just be like, I got to be a Power Ranger in a tabletop game that's famous. <laughs> but I would love an official system for it. I think it'd be really cool. It's just like mm-hmm. a Power Rangers version of like, oh, I'm like, I was on Critical Role, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's essentially it. And it wasn't bad either. It wasn't bad. It's thinking the problem was it was just Power Rangers D and D. Like I, I think that was the problem. And that fact that they never published the system. I think if they would have published the system, it would have been better. Uh, that way you could actually play along. 
Yeah, you could get some exposure too, and just like yeah, could have made a little them. extra money there. Yeah, mm-hmm. could have made a little extra money, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I I definitely think that's uh, that, this is a Pokemon podcast, by the way. <laughs> See, it's like we should have, we should really reveal what Puckle stands for. It was really the the Power Rangers underground. That's Pruckle. That's Pruckle. For, no, no, <laughs> that's Pruckle. The R is silent. The R is silent. For how many years? <laughs> like uh, years thirteen. Old, I thirteen years, 13, I think. We're almost at thirteen. Long. I think. Thirteen years. This has oh. been a Power Rangers podcast the whole time. It, it has been. been. A front. It has been. Uh, <laughs> a very successful front. The Power Rangers have stayed underground for quite some time. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's a good show. It's a good show. But no, I. Uh, I mean, PTU is good too. PTU at least like it's complicated, but it works. It's very complicated, but it works so well, and it's just it does very good at what it does. The one thing I love about PTU compared to D and D is that it's so versatile. Like you can play a mm-hmm. different character every time and feel like you're playing a different character. D and D, I've had the issue of like I'll build a character and it's like, oh, it's just that character. It's I that. can see that. that. I can. I think I'm hoping that. Um, I'm hoping that Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, like those new rules, yeah, help, that, that helps it out. Help too. Like my thing is also like the whole character thing. Like uh, you can do different ratios. Like if I remember right, I think it, ta- it was in Tasha's where you can now do just you can move your you ability scores and around. You can choose whatever ability scores you want, which is like my big thing. Yeah, I like playing Dex classes, and it's like, well, what's the best Dex? Ra- oh, there's Tabaxi. Yep. Like no, you can oh, you can you change it movement? so it's no longer sure. Tabaxi. Yeah, you yeah. can change it so it's not Tabaxi now, which I think helps. Yeah, uh, and it it, bre- it widens the breadth of things. That's the best thing. But yeah, uh, I no, I think I think PTU does a very good job. PTU does yeah. a very good job of simulating what it's like to be a Pokemon trainer. Yeah, I think I PTU is very very good at that. It's complicated, but I think it has to it has to be. <laughs> it has to be complicated to do that. Yeah, like it, it's very hard otherwise because you have to put restrictions on certain things or it doesn't work. It it allows you a lot of creative freedom too. Like mm-hmm. I can I can play with the Wooloo successful <laughs> like i can uh, i yeah. can make a meta yeah. work i can make yeah, no, this meta I, oh yeah this meta that is, is true a attacker i can make it make it a special attacker if i really wanted yeah no I, that's absolutely it's, true it's fantastic like the things you can do is it are just fun you can have a joke team you can have like oh let me make let me make a speedy shuckle i i think ptu is like, a really good example of like a great equalizer because you can make any pokemon good in ptu you can and I think that's one of its many strengths. Oh no, PTU is a, a cool system in that regard. Mm. But uh, let, let's stop talking about tabletop, and we're gonna <laughs> kick it on over uh, to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. Not really, because it's only been three days since we last talked, but the new event raids uh, start the day this podcast releases. We know, we'll know what they are in the news segment next week. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet ice types will be involved. Uh, probably, uh, probably. G- I bet there's going to be Lapras as a VMAX. It's not a stretch. I want VMAX. I want VMAX and Bomba Snow. It's not going to happen, but I want it. Or yeah, or not even VMAX. I've been playing too much 
Oh, not VMAX. GMAX. GMAX. You're right. <laughs> it's unfortunate that most GMAXs have kind of been like weakened out of the meta because of the libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a few, but VMAXs are still good though in the TCG. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with that. But yeah, that's, that's happening, I guess. Uh, Shamu, tell us about the more exciting thing that's happening in oh, real life. Yeah. So, so excited that we don't know also. Uh, Pokemon Masters announced they're going to unveil essentially all the other main campaign ad at like events and such in in Masters on November twenty sixth, I believe. So is that so, good or bad? Like, is that like? Uh, we'll pretty much know what the, I, I assume we'll know what the events are for the end of the until the end of the year. Earlier in the month, they were like, "So I know everyone's complaining about the rewards right now, and we'll announce what we're gonna do to change that later in the month." So I think this is going to be part of that announcement. Mm. Yeah, they, they've done this multiple times. It's kind of like, I think it's like every quarter they kind of go like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff we have planned or like, and it were like a big update with other, like, this is also coming at some point. This will come at some point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every, every three months they decide that they're going to do some things differently and they like give up on the old things they were doing. So it's like, eh. So the yeah. game never like, really EXs changes. Like they added to the game. Because <laughs> it reverses I, course every day. I don't know day. what their idea I don't know what they were planning with EXs. It was such yeah. a weird, such a weird addition at the time it was. It's such a waste of resources to a degree too. Cause it's just like, oh, instead of like folk, like, cause how I always viewed it, it's like, oh, you can just kind of like level everyone up and like work on like getting everyone up to par. With EX, it's like, no, you want to get everyone up? No, no, we're going to make you forced to get this one up. So like, instead of like spreading your resources to the lower ones, it, it more incentivizes you to like combine, like, cause you can, Okay, so you have the three stars, four stars, five stars. You could take bronze, I don't know what they're called. The little, uh. The bronze sled, tickets? The tickets, yeah. Like little bronze tickets level up a three star, three star to a four star. And then for a four star to a five star, there's the one that like cap out a five star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The five star one, once you cap out a five star, you can then make it a six star, which is an EX after getting 50 champion spirits thing that are a pain in the ass to get. Cause you have to actually <laughs> already have like a broken ass account to be able to do those. Elite Four things. But so instead of getting everyone up to, like, that five-star, it's like, oh, you can condense the three-star tickets to a four-star ticket, and then you can condense those four-star tickets to a five-star ticket. Oh. Yeah. So I found, I found myself, I'm like, I don't even care about the three-star, four-stars now. I'm just like, okay, everyone's going to go, like, just condense them all up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to get those units up so you can, like, EX them and then make their ultimate better, or their sync move. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. And in a year, the game went from... Hey, you should just pull like one of the character and you're probably okay to, hey, you should pull three of the character so that you can unlock their full skills. Yeah. To what I hate want. this. And to, I to hate now. This. I hate this like, even more than I thought I did. You need to get the power up item that you mostly get from pulling over five of a certain character that is five stars already, or you have to trade for them with the older tickets. God. And it's like, why is this such a resource drain? Yeah, like, it was already a resource drain initially, and now they're just, like, they get, they got rid of the old resource drain for a new one, and they're just adding stuff. Like, like, I feel like the mo- the, the best way to explain it, they've, they're designing their post game before they're finishing their main game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, the game doesn't feel like something that can last another year in its current state. All yeah. I'm saying is that I called it, like, the first week it came out. I'm like, this is cool, but it's not gonna be great. And then I got yeah. yelled at. So it's okay, hard. we can, we can mock Sublime. We did not get Cynthia in a bathing suit. We got Steven in a bathing suit. <laughs> that's, that'll be probably next year. We won't get... It'll be Cynthia next year, I think. So, Probably. So what I've noticed about Pokemon 
is that if they try to apply Pokemon to an already known formula, it just never goes well. Mm-hmm. They, like with Masters, I think explicitly, like Masters is like, hey, no Fire Emblem Heroes. We kind of just did that, but with Pokemon. And it's just like, and it's okay. Like, I enjoy the game to a degree. It's just that they keep making things harder and harder to get mm-hmm. into. Like, at this point, I, like, someone new probably couldn't get into it unless they're willing to spend money on, like, energy. And even then, they've limited that, which is mm-hmm. kind of bizarre for a game to do. Like, they want you to wail, but not too hard. They used to do that with, uh, they, I liked, uh, I like what they did with the mystery, or not the mystery, the, uh, Pokemon Rumble games. They mm-hmm. literally, like, capped out how much you could spend on it. Yeah. yeah, it's like, eventually you'll buy the game, and that's, that's how we're going to get your money. It's like, this is a $30 game, but you can play it for free, and you can put as little or much money as you want until yep. you hit the $30 price that this mm-hmm. should cost. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good model, IMO. Yeah. I, I like that model. Or Picross. Picross was the same way. Picross was a, the same I way. Put like, I put like 10 bucks into it instead of like the 30 that it wanted. I bought it. Hey, I, I gave I, it money. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind waiting for the energy to recharge. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those things where it's just like it's they're not settling on something. They're just kind of going all different directions. Oh yeah, they're like wishy-washy. That. Like and I like and I enjoy it. Like I enjoy it's like I enjoy having a game I can kind of passively grind and like deal with the stuff with. It's mm-hmm. just that like I don't see it lasting, which is unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. It, it hurts that the best thing they've updated in the past year was giving you the ability to not play the game anymore with skip tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to spend my skip tickets, so my energy is gone, it acts like I played those levels like I usually would, and I don't actually have to play those levels anymore. Because before, you just left it on in auto mode for like five hours a day. <laughs> And grinded, and it was awful. Yeah, honestly, it's what you would have done anyways. So it's like it's one of those things where it's just we're saving you the time of doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and destroying like, your phone. Yeah, I think yeah, stamina yeah. was fine because it means that you're not wasting your time in that game anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I'm okay with uh, stamina was good. It's just that the recharge rate is a bit atrocious. All right, <laughs> let's move on to Pokemon <laughs> Unite. I guess Sigma. Sigma wrote the news. It's a light week. news week. So update on Pokemon Unite. It probably didn't release when this episode was recorded to when it released. But no, it, we, we it's don't. probably not coming out this. <laughs> it's probably not coming out this. Week. No, I, I expect it to be used for like part of the Pokemon Twenty Five celebration mm-hmm. next year, especially with all the cool Pokemon that we've heard are in it from China's beta. Well, that, we heard, we got the uh, yeah the, the China the China beta shows like a lot of Pokemon, which is really cool. Yeah, it's like it's not just Gen One. Yeah, uh, there's lots of Gen Five, lots of Gen Six. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy with that. I, I also. Uh, there was that leak that came out. This isn't in the news here, but um, there was that leak that came out this past week from uh, from the same people that leaked the, what's it called? They leaked the horses and everything like two days before they came out from the Pokemon home data yeah. mine. And they said, oh, there's going to, one, I, I take them with a very large grain of salt because I feel like they're kind of running on that hype that they created by data mining home first. Mm-hmm. And so everything after that, I think, is them just trying to, like, feel like they're hot. A little bit. So they said one of their sources told them that there's going to be four games that come out next year or something like that. I think it's uh, Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap, uh, a new Pokemon remake. And Detective Pikachu And Detective too. Pikachu 2. Electric Boogaloo. So I, I'll i take that for what it's worth. I, I really wish there was an anniversary edition. 
I believe three of those will come out next year. I, I believe everything but Detective Pikachu will come out next year. <laughs> Detective Pikachu is up in the air for me, but they're, they're not very transparent on that game. So I don't no, know. No, they're not at all. They're not at all. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they, Literally that one press conference two years ago that just hasn't had anything that they announced at it ever happen just blows my <laughs> mind. Nothing happened at that press conference. They talked about Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon and Detective Pikachu too, and neither of those things have happened. It's, it's really it's really shocking, honestly, that it's just like, yeah, that that nothing. No news. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. Pokemon Sleep's dead. Mm-hmm. Probably because they realized it was a dumb idea. Everyone <laughs> laughed at it. <laughs> like no one took it seriously because there was no concept there for us to take anything off of. Yes, true. Also, the new season of uh, Battle Spot is happening this uh, this week. Um, it's going to be playing season seven rules again for the next couple of months, actually. But yeah, we can move on to Pokemon Go news. Shamu, Pokemon Go oh. news. You're, <laughs> oh, the, you're that tried, colored. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the season more because I, I it just nope. went by so fast. I, I said yeah. more news. No, nope. it's more of the same. We can keep going. <laughs> Catch up running last week. Uh, you had to catch Pokemon that were under 1500 CP and be caught after November 9th of 2020. So you had to have caught them this month and not mm-hmm. even at the beginning mm-hmm. of this month. Like you had to catch them in through. the last week. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm into that. I I wish there was a way they could. I, I wish there was a way that they could uh, make that happen in in game too. Like it I mean, has to be that's Pokemon. That's what the battle you, ready you know, mark is, right? Yeah, like, I, I just think it'd be really cool to do that. that in, that's what the battle ready mark is, and that's yeah. Well, it's it's like that. the battle ready mark plus them though. Like, hey, I caught them. I caught them this week, and now I can use them in this tournament this week. <laughs> and that's it. I feel so much of that is luck based, and such it's such a resource pull to uh, set that up. That yes, it's like I I don't see the appeal of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's like, oh, you have to use all your TMs, and it only lasts for like a week right now, so it's like, me. Yep. Yeah, uh, tell us more, Sigma, about Pokemon Go. Hey, they, if you're listening to this the day it released, the Pokemon Go Lake Spirits are still there for like the rest of the day, but then we get something new, and I'm not sure if we actually know what it is next yet, so nope. I'm sure you'll hear about it tomorrow. There's like a two-day gap between when Kalo shows up, so yes. I don't know what that raid in between is going to be. I have no idea. <laughs> Also, uh, well, I guess that's everything p- for Pokemon that we have, but we have some Puckle news. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it speculation of being a uh, Vivalon raids? Maybe. Yeah, that, that's a speculation. Unlike what Linian was saying, that it was Hone Edge. Yes, I think most people are like, it's probably Spupas or whatever. Spupas. Yeah, I, I can see about that. that. I talking or about Scatterbug. I guess technically it's Scatterbug. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Fall League is almost over, guys. By the way, if you want to go get your Fall League badges, you got to go do so by December fifth. Yes. And go do that, and then you can join the tournament. We've got a lot of people almost qualified. Yep, you just need four badges to mm-hmm. qualify. You can push ahead if you think there might be buys to win. So I think all of the buys to win have already been taken, to be fair. but They probably have been. Yeah. There might be another one or two, honestly, at this point. because Definitely do happen, it. But... Uh, Claude and P. McGee also show you how to beat everybody on the YouTube, so definitely check that out. <laughs> <laughs> our our match did not go well. <laughs> that was not a fun time. There there are two other pieces of puckle news. One, the advent calendar starts this week. It starts actually tomorrow, the day after this comes out. So you guys can go yeah. check it out. Spoiler alert. First day. Six IV Ditto. Six IV Ditto, first day, yeah. For those of you who aren't aware, Puckle Advent Calendar is a giveaway a day for twenty four days on the Discord server. 
So Discord is the place to be. We'll announce it everywhere else on all the rest of our social media as well. But if you want to get the, like the code to actually do the trade, you have to come to the Discord server. Uh, and the final piece of news is that we're going to be doing another Puckle showdown if you missed the first one or you watched the one on YouTube and you really liked it or you went to the first one and you wanted another one. We're doing another Puckle showdown on December 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a really, really good time. I'm very excited for it. The last one was a lot of fun. This one's going to be also a lot of fun. Uh, in addition to that, we're going to we're, we're essentially running two of them in the same day. Uh, it's going to end up being <laughs> it's going to end up being something like a six or seven hour stream, I think. With the break, I think couple breaks yeah because there's well, there's gonna be a break where i don't know i'm not gonna call it i'm gonna call it, put a break in quotes i really would like to like stream something in between have somebody stream something in between mm. uh like just some like tcg or like just random stuff you know uh in between but we're we're doing a second showdown for, with that has patrons involved so if you're a patron you can go ahead and sign up and we're going to randomly go through that and pick four people to pair up with four different co-hosts to also participate in the puckle showdown so that's going to be fun. I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to participate this time. Yeah, I, I'm excited. They, they're just fun. It's so cool. Uh, it's such a fun thing to do. And it seemed like a really fun time last time. Uh, yeah. I was just stuck doing Player's Cup. Yeah, so you're I doing Player's Cup. You're doing real <laughs> real Pokemon things. I lasted like an extra 45 minutes past when you guys ended. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I started roughly the same time. So, <laughs> uh, All right. So that is a good place to stop. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz. Puckles Pokey Quiz is the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Sigma and Shamu are going to be operating together as a team today to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions from our Discord server. There is a possible total of eight points for them to grab today. They do have one lifeline in the form of a hint. However, if they don't use it and get all the questions correct, they can cash in for an extra point. Uh, that being the eighth point that I can collect today. These questions, like I said, all come from our Discord server. You can drop them and you can try to stump the co-host yourself. Liger puts them all together for us. And this segment is also brought to you by our friends over at AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all your nerdy needs. They also have a co coupon code for you guys for 20% off if you use PokeQuiz at checkout. Shamu and Sigma are in the race with their fellow co-host at 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. Shamu's actually within shooting distance of first place right now. So I, Ooh, I'm excited to see if he can do it. If you get a perfect score today, I think you take first place. I'll try yeah. to I'll try to help. Think perfect is needed. All right. I think if you don't get perfect, you tie. Something like yeah, that, yeah. That's Sounds probably right. fine. That's not bad either. If you guys are ready, I will get you your first question. Your first question this week is from Shark Finnegan, and he wants to know, as of Generation 8, which region's specialty food does not heal your Pokemon? So each region has a specialty food? food? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only one of them doesn't heal your Pokemon. Only one. Ge I just need the generation or the region. Your choice. Okay, because I know. So oh. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, d I know. Rage Candy Bar or Castelia Cone, maybe. Castel um, I don't know what Galar's is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be straight there. I don't. I don't Galar might have one. I don't know if they do. I don't uh, know if they do. I know Lumio's uh, Galette is one. I think there's the Castelia Cone Lava or Lava Cookie. Lava Cookie Pewter Crunchies. Pewter Crunchies. Um. 
I don't actually know what those do because Let's Go was easy enough to where I never had to look at the menu for them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. Oh God. Um. Um. The question is maybe is Galar's thing like the sweets for alchemy? I don't think that's the case, but. But it said was it was as of Gen Eight though, which re- like one of the re- old regions doesn't do it anymore. Okay. No, so, no, no. Uh, it's which region in general doesn't do it. Does not heal. I don't actually know what Rage Candy Bar does outside of. That's what it is. It's as of Gen Eight. Which region specialty food does not heal your Pokemon? Oh, Rage Candy Bar. I could see not doing. So it it can include. Okay, but if if the sweets are the Galar item, that doesn't heal anything. Yeah, I I'm actually leaning towards Galar if anything, because then because like Rage Candy Bar still if it's in there, I'm pretty sure still heals twenty. Uh, okay. I yeah, I can't think of anything else. I, I can't would... think of what Galar's is unless it's the Alchemy Sweets, which definitely don't heal your Pokemon. So, yeah. is that your answer? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Galar that. is correct uh, because it is the it is the sweets that evolve Milcery into Alchemy. The other specialty <laughs> I foods know if those counted. are the Pewter Crunchies introduced in Let's Grow, the Rage oh. Candy Bar, the Lava Cookie, the Old Cateau, the Castalia Cone, the Lumios Galette. Uh, they also have the Shaler Sable and yeah. the Big Malasada. Yes, Wonderful. Good old Malasada. So they all they all heal something to some extent. Yeah, but yeah, that is your first point. Your next question is gonna come from Coil Builder. And he wants to know the mechanic of gaining experience from catching a Pokemon was introduced in what generation? Uh hmm. Was it five? I wanna say it was five. It was, it was five or six. It was Yeah, that's where I'm at on it too. It's five or six. It wasn't I think four it's for sure. I want yeah, I feel like it was I feel like But it, it might be six. Five. Uh, it's one of the two. It's a coin flip. Yeah. Mmm. Actually, you know what? It might maybe it is six. Because I remember the XP share being annoying with it too. That's why everyone complained. Oh. Hmm. You wanna know why yeah, things I, got over leveled because everyone caught all the Pokemon more, and I, it gave XP. Maybe? I wanna lean towards six. Yeah. Cause I think I'm remembering. I'm not trying to think back, and I'm like, I don't remember everything I, gaining. I still experience. think it's a coin flip between the two, but I, I think it, I'm leaning towards six. Yeah, I remember more profoundly in six than five. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna lock in six. Gen six. Generation six is correct. That is your second point today. It was generation six. I don't have anything else to add on, but. <laughs> You tried. Pat on the back. It didn't help the Ruby and Sapphire level curve in RS. So. Yeah. Uh, so this next question is your Pokedex entry question. I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry. You have to tell me what Pokemon that belongs to. If you ride the struggle bus, I will give you a second entry. If you get it on the first entry, you get two points. If you get it on the, after the second entry, you get one point. And if you don't get it at all, it's zero. So your question this week is from Sleeve. And he says, it's Pokedex entry reads... This Pokemon is selfish and likes to be pampered. It can also inflict grievous wounds on its trainer just by playing around. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, so my first thought is like Snubble or Granbull, but what what game was this from? Pokemon Shield. Not Snubble or Granbull. Cool. No. Grievous, <laughs> it likes to be pampered. It leaves grievous wounds. Pamper? Hmm. I don't uh, think it's another dog-like Pokemon. It, hmm. Um, what was it? It sounds familiar. Um... Like, I don't think it's Slurpuff, because usually that talks about its nose. Could it be Galarian Meowth? Ooh, okay, I like that. Like, I, it bugs me because I feel like I know it, but I don't. I I feel like it's going to be a cat or dog. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we are going to go ahead and give you a second Pokedex entry. It's Pokemon Sword Entry reads, This is an ancient Pokemon, revived in modern times. It has a violent disposition and it will tear apart anything that gets between its hefty jaws. Huh. That's so, I, I've, I've suddenly gone to Tyrantrum, or Tyrant? Uh, I think it's Tyrant. I think it's Tyrant, too, because I don't see Tyrantrum as playful. No, yeah, and it's, it's, you can't pamper a Tyrantrum. You can't no, pamper no, Tyrantrum. You can't pamper a Tyrantrum. It still uh, feels slightly off, but I think Ty- Tyrant's where I'm going to go. Tyrant. Like Tyrant. Tyrant is correct. It is Tyrant. I don't know what else to tell you. It's Tyrant. <laughs> the shield and sword entries are so completely different. Wow. <laughs> that was a that was a very very different Pokemon in both of those. <laughs> yeah. All right. So your next question is your multiple choice answer question. Because you missed the one point on the Pokedex entry, uh this po- question is worth 3 points for you cuz you were 3 for 3 right now. And this is from Krabby Snail. Like I said, there are seven answers. If you give me three, that's one point. If you give me six, that's two points. And if you give me all seven, that's three points. And the question is, which types do not have any sound-based moves? And there are seven of them. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, can you think of a dragon? Clanging scales. Okay. Yep. Or cl- clangorous, whatever. Yeah, clanging scales. Yep, yep. Got two. Uh, I'm... Fairy has disarming can, voice. Fairy has disarming voice. I believe. Dark has gnarled. So bug out. has bug buzz. Normal has everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, has grass has grass whistle. Uh, sparkling aria, I believe, is sound based. So yes, that it is. It's water. Electric has overdrive. Mm-hmm. It's got another one too, I think. Actually, uh, fire. Does fire, Does fire have, have one? one. I don't think fire has one. Okay, that's one. Uh, ground probably doesn't. Have fire is one. Have one. Ground is another. Uh, fly- does flying have one? I don't think. Um, wait, how many have we counted up so far? So we have two. No. You got, well, you got no, two. No, right. I'm trying to think of the one that we said we know for sure do. Cause, uh. Yeah. You should write this so, down. Um, <laughs> one, two. We should be, but, uh, ice might not have one, probably. That's three. Uh, okay. Rock? Uh, rock steel, I think, rock counts has... metal sound, so that's out. Metal, yeah, metal sound's one. Um, does rock have something? Like, it's got rock. I, rock uh, does not. That is don't. four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, so we've got, Fire, poison, poison doesn't. Po- I don't think. Po- I don't think, think poison, poison is one. five. Poison doesn't have moves. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you got status and that moves. Um. Uh. So we've said ice, poison, fire, fighting. Would fighting have a sound move? Is coaching sound move? I don't think it matters. It is not sound based. But- that is another type. That so you are at six. There's one more. Okay. What type of my- psychic? Uh, did we get? Do we think of anything ghost? Oh, go! Oh, ghost or th- go- I'm oh. kind of amazed that there's no like scream or something for ghost. But I, what does psychic have? Uh, Meloetta's voice song. That's normal. Know. Oh, synchro noise. Synchro noise. <laughs> yep. So it's so probably ghost. I, I mean, I technically, can't. I think that move was finally killed. Maybe, yeah, God, that move because was it terrible. was awful. It was, a, it was but, a cool idea, but it was uh, terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think in it, like ghost. Go- I guess we'll try. Uh, ghost yeah, is ghost. correct. That is all seven. It is fire, ice, fighting, poison, ground, rock, and ghost. For normal, you have all the things. Bug buzz for bug, clangorous soul for dragon, chatter for flying, disarming voice for fairy, oh. eerie spell. Galarian Slowking signature move is a psychic type. Oh. Then you've got Galar- You've got grass whistle, which is for grass, uh, metal sound for steel, overdrive for electric, snarl for dark, and sparkling aria for water. Eerie spell is sound-based? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You have, uh, you are six, four, uh, six for four. Uh, you haven't used the hint, 
you don't need to use the hint. Um, if you get this next yeah. question correct, this next question is from Upside Down Malamar. What is the fastest not fully evolved electric type? Fastest NFE electric. Oh God, I think I know this one. No, <laughs> I know this because I I think I was on an episode with Scrawn. I think we talked about this. this. Was yeah. a thing. I, I think I was on an episode with, with Scrawn, and this was like the last question he needed to win because mm-hmm. I think it's partner Pikachu. Um, <laughs> is that a valid answer? <laughs> I think it's partner, partner Pikachu. Pikachu. It can't evolve, but it's a Pikachu. It's not it fully Pikachu. evolved, though. It's it a weird. That's a weird. I'm gonna say it's fully okay. evolved. So we're counting that as a fully evolved. We're counting it as fully evolved. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a, that thing's got 110 speed. That. Uh, I wow. agree with you. Otherwise. <laughs> okay. So other than partner Pikachu, it's actually got a base speed of 120. It like crushes everything. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? Um, what has 120 speed and an electric type? That's Nusso's. That's unevolved. No, no, it's not 120. It's under 120. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's un- the Pikachu's got a 120 base speed. This, oh. that, that's what I thought you said. I, I'll that's tell you, I this Pokemon's you got a base 105 to, to clear up the confusion. 105? Okay. Uh, it's probably Voltorb then. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not like, I'm just trying to think. Like, if I feel I'm trying like, to think of fast electric types and. Yeah, like, that's I mean, like the one thing that's right there. that thing. But, like, I'm trying to think, like, Electabuzz isn't that fast. Like, Oh wait, Electabuzz is that? Electabuzz is 105. You're right. Okay, oh. yeah. He loses 10 speed when he evolves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Electabuzz then, because I can't think of anything else. I'm thinking like Magneton and thinking other things, but they're all like middle. No, Magneton's and, 70. Like other types, I can think of might be 70. More, but like I Electric, it's like everything fast the legend or like fully evolved or something like. Hmm. Raichu, like, but it's not Raichu. Raichu is 110, yeah. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah, Electabuzz sounds... The- yeah, it's Electabuzz. Yeah. Uh, it's 105. Electabuzz <clears throat> is correct. Next is Voltorb with 100, Elekid with 95, oh. and then Pikachu at 90. <laughs> nice. So that gives you eight points today. That was a perfect round. <laughs> that was a perfect run <laughs> to give go. Shamu first place today. He's got to get to the Kramer. He's got to get to the Kramer. Actually, plush. Shamu, you, you're up by like two points. You didn't even need all eight. No, we need, all eight. we need we need the lead. We need the Cramorant's blessing, you know. The yeah. Cramorant's blessing. <laughs> yeah, that up that 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 episode went up just recently. Yeah, so yeah, that, so that it uh, changes up the standings pretty significantly. Shamu is in first place with fifteen points. In second place, you have Whimsicott with thirteen. In third place, you have Sigma with eight. In fourth, you have P. McGee with seven. And then in a five-way tie for fifth. You've got Sublime, Claude 9, Jushiro, Linian, and Seth Vilo with six. Basket has yet to get on the board. With that, we are going to, uh, we're going to call it, and we're going to move it on over to the topic. And thank you to Supercat GX for leaving us a review on iTunes. Five stars, best Pokemon podcast ever. Well, thank you for that. And if you want your review right on the show, be sure to go review us wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is how competitive has changed since Generation 8. I think this is a fun one. I think this is just a fun topic, and I think I brought the right people on for it. My competitive experience in Pokemon has changed with Generation 8 compared to Generation 7, Generation 6. 
And that's mostly due to one timer. Bring back timers like a real big thing. Well, I'm not going to say real big thing. It's a thing that is on Twitter. It's a thing people tried. It probably wasn't the best time to start such a movement, but whatever. Yeah. They're not really starting a movement because it's something they've been consistently complaining about since last December. I mean, same as us, but yeah. I think a lot of people are very, um, like, they hold on to that. A lot of people are, what I found with the timer uh, are the people who weren't upset with Dexit. Most of them got hurt by the timer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pokemon came in with a second punch and wiped out more of its fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's horrible, one, because Pokemon, I, I still obviously like Pokemon, or I wouldn't keep doing this show. The DLCs really helped the games a lot. I think the DLC has been some of the best stuff. But competitive-wise, I think without the timer, they really restricted things. I was always the kind of player who dabbled in VGC as like an aside. Just like, hey, let's play this because it's something slightly different. Mm-hmm. I don't always want vanilla Pokemon. Sometimes I want chocolate Pokemon, right? Yeah. I'd go play VGC uh, as a as a change of pace. And so as somebody who did that, I have been more thrust into the VGC scene because of it. Honestly, that's the only format that's like super balanced and fun that you can play on cart. It's kind of amazingly balanced, this this game. Yes. Which is weird. I think they put a lot of thought into it. I will say it until the day I die. Urshifu is a perfectly crafted Pokemon. It is. Uh, the only series I really didn't like was like the end of series four beginning of series five when you had in you had cinderace and rillaboom just being the best things you could do <laughs> and there was yeah. just no countermeasures to mm-hmm. it it's just like this this is awful in doubles like i can understand cinderace like destroying singles but then it's over in doubles being like the number four pokemon it's like uh, uh yeah this is disgusting <laughs> i think they've been doing a really good job with their own meta battle spot singles isn't or battle stadium i should say singles isn't yeah. much isn't much worse like it's it's an okay meta mm-hmm. i i will say as a fan of splatoon games i'm very happy it's a very quick match all the time now mm-hmm. i don't know that yeah, i don't know that time. i miss like the 40 minute stall matches that i used to have in singles you can find those occasionally but they're like one in 20 games so it's like mm-hmm. hey, maybe you run into one but i don't know what about you shamu your experience has definitely changed yeah because i play i primarily did smoke on i edited ou but was like yeah was like the format i preferred and like right now it's just been like i just don't care as much well you can't play like, it I, it's dumb yeah you get the timer's dead yeah like the, it, it's just dude we're digging our own grave because you've got a format we can't play like it's not like, yeah, and not then like Pokemon, we're playing a format Pokemon made. We're playing a Poke. Well, if you want, you can you can argue it did, but like <laughs> it's that was made a format by the, us, the players, and it's just kind of like, well, we can't play this. It just kind of hurts. I mm-hmm. I think it's stupid on Pokemon's part. Outside of that, though. Because throughout the game, you're just like, hey, I have a six-mon team. And everybody wants to be like, hey, I want to play with the six-mon team. Because that's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they technically made that format, and then they, they kind of got rid of it. They did. I don't disagree with you whatsoever. I think you are 100% spot on with that. I think Pokemon made that format, and they made it impossible. I think even... This is even worse. Like, outside of being, like, a Smogonite or something like that, you can't do that if you have a friend let's say you and i shamu we hang out all the time and we just want to battle in-game teams every two badges or something yeah if we had a proper 66 match there's a chance even with the 20 minute timer with in-game teams we wouldn't be able to finish yeah Mm -hmm. and that's nonsense i i think that's absolute nonsense i think i've said it on the show before but i'm pretty sure it's more nintendo's fault than pokemon's fault I was going to, that's what I was going to bring up. It's like, I, I feel like it might be the Switch's netcode or something. Yes. More so than 
Pokemon's game itself. I, I could definitely see them remedying it in another game. Uh, I don't see it coming as a DLC update or anything, but I could definitely see, like, where they said the rumor is we're getting a Pokemon remake next year. What was Let's Go's timer? Uh, Let's Go, I think, had a 60-minute timer, actually. Um, so, let me double-check. I think it did. Yeah. Because if so, that's yeah, not then a, it's not, yeah, then yeah. we don't have an argument. We don't have an argument. They're just telling us how to play Pokemon. <laughs> Um, it's cool. a sword and shield essentially that was made to not have it. I think it had less data to convey over itself. It probably like did no though. It had data. much less. Okay, but how much information is there to transfer with items? There can't be that much. It's not really no items, abilities. More, like, I was thinking all the other no ability interaction. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I I don't buy that. I mean, all they really need to do is have like a weekend tournament that's like six v six with like a thirty minute timer, and it's like okay. 30 yeah. minutes is okay. I think the problem is, you, I don't know, so one of the things I've noticed in in like Smogon's version of OU, because I think one of the better things that Sword and Shield has done competitively has been, one, the move culling, and two, just the culling of movesets in general that a Pokemon have available mm-hmm. in Gen 8. The amount of Pokemon that no longer get toxic is fantastic. Yeah, they fixed a lot of things with, like, the move calling. Like, yeah, it I sucks think... in a way, but it's also very nice because it kind of feels like a balance fit. Like, it feels like a, it feels like a patch. Like, we're gonna patch the game. It was definitely very balanced because having, like, hidden power, which made special attackers stupid, to, and giving Lando a counter to itself. You also, like, fixed a lot of problems with Toxic Stall being super prevalent. And, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I think that it has just been very healthy. I wish that Smogon, because they already have a bajillion tiers now because they can't decide how to play Pokemon anymore. <laughs> really feel like Smogon should have a tier where it's like, I think Sword and Shield OU should only use moves that you can learn, like, if you're battle-ready Gen 8. I think it would be a lot more balanced than whatever they have now. It's like you can only get Gen 8 moves on your Pokemon. That that is the that is what it is. Yeah, it would it would get rid of like, like nonsense no like teleport. Well, no cliff able still be there, but yeah. uh, it would be there, but it wouldn't be as prevalent. You get rid of teleport. You get rid of soft boiled teleport. is such yeah, a like, rid- dumb move. It's, it's super good, but that's why it's just like yeah, like they they did teleport real good from Let's Go. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I think that would be a fun meta. It'd be very balanced in that respect, and I think they'd have an easier time adding Pokemon in because they're not really be- handling tearing well with the dlc updates it's kind of amazing to watch things just drop yeah i think gengar was are you for a little bit it's probably been then now some things went like crazy low and then like it doesn't it doesn't balance for a while like terrakion and gengar and are you it's like mm-hmm. uh, what 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole are you shift oh my god that are you shift was dumb mm-hmm. are you crammer ant moves up everything else moves down and pushes it away (laughs) (laughs) it's just nuts i mean i think sword and shield has i i one i really do like in vgc i have liked the addition of pokemon over time i think that has been super healthy just for the sword and shield vgc meta i i think it was very nice to just have like silk ally as your legendary Mm -hmm. for um, almost a year almost a year all you had legendary wise was like silk ally and then eventually the Swords of Justice somehow got in. I My only theory for that is because I, I feel like Sword and Shield overall has just been this mentality. It's been the reaction to Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Generation 8 is the first post-Pokemon Go generation. Yeah, definitely. In that regards, I think they're really trying to embrace like the Pokemon Go lifestyle across Pokemon. Uh, I, I think they saw that Pokemon Go breathes new life into the franchise, and I'm gonna I use that very lightly because I, I don't I don't believe it was like a a good 
longevity kind of breath, if, if that makes any sense. It brought a spotlight to Sun and Moon that it probably wouldn't have gotten. I think Sword and Shield would have been big regardless, just mm-hmm. because it's the Pokemon game on the Switch, right? Yeah, the first absolutely. Point. Yeah. I don't know how much Pokemon Go influenced Pokemon Sword and Shield success. I think Pokemon Go influenced a lot of Sword and Shield. That's that's kind of where I'm going with it. it yes, I, I think it influenced some of the gameplay patterns. Uh, I think that's why they've been doing this like slow rollout with Pokemon. It's really cool that you can catch a lot of the Pokemon in the wild. I find mm-hmm. it really cool and really interesting. And I find some of the gaps they've left in it kind of annoying. Looking at you, Kranidos and Bastiodon, why are you the only fossils missing? <laughs> They're garbage. They're garbage and they don't need to I be. mean, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I really... <laughs> I, I don't know. I would like to see them fill out, like, and put the rest of them in Sword and Shield without any problem, because I, I really hate the idea of how it's getting a remake next year, that becoming the game that, like, they base VGC on. I don't, I don't expect that. I think they're going to stay on Sword and Shield. I think they're going to make the game, like, isolated, so it's whatever the national deck is, or whatever the uh, regional decks is in that game is the only Pokemon in that game, right? I feel like that doesn't mesh too well with, like, modern Pokemon, to be fair, though. I, I think it's going to be, like, a crossbreed of a remake and a Let's Go game where it's just, like, this is an isolated game. That sounds awful. That you don't need to buy in order to play competitive Pokemon, right? I would like to see them finish the decks in Sword and Shield, though, if they're going to do that. So that honestly, not because not because of like any Dexit reasons at this point, but just for competitive healthiness, like competitive uh, health. Maybe I like these TCG rotations that we're getting essentially in, mm-hmm. in competitive. I think it's really cool. I think it's really fun because the meta changes all of the time, and nothing gets stale and stagnant. You don't get like these year long metas that become stale after six months. Yeah, I think the awkwardness is that they added all the legends now, so everything they add afterwards is just kind of disappointing, right? Uh, I mean, you can make that same argument, though, about Isle of Armor to an extent, right? We didn't add any legends, but they they just added Pokemon. Yeah, like that. Like if instead of legends for Crown Tundra, we got actual Pokemon that weren't legends, mm-hmm. like I could see a better chance of oh, it absolutely. happening. But absolutely. once you get the legends, it's like, I guess, I guess Breloom and I guess Gliscor would make a difference, but that's like where it stands it's like what's del caddy gonna do in this what's del caddy ever gonna do what's what del caddy gonna do period uh full stop <laughs> normalize like, yeah <laughs> but i don't know they they've been changing up move pools like pretty pretty crazy i i could see move pools like, making some more pokemon useful like it's sad that we don't have a lowland muck that is, that, sad. Is sad. that is sad. That is sad, actually. <laughs> that actually hurts. Like, that. that's probably the Kanto and Pokemon that's missing that hurts the most. Dugong. I guess Pidgeot Dugong hurts, too. okay? Dugong does not hurt. Nobody cares about Dugong except the people who complained about I that. I kind of do, because I had to get one the, of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> The only people who care are the ones that complained about Twilight Wings. <laughs> well, so you bring up a good point about, like, how they put the legendaries in, and so, like, what could they do after that? And personally, my, my opinion... Uh, stands that they could bring back megas and i think that's the way you one up legendaries coming back mm-hmm. uh, even then they kind of just match the power of legends as opposed to like i think you bring back way more hype though bringing back bringing back megas than you would bring back legendaries mm-hmm. well i mean the big thing missing in the room is the greninja hole that's sitting in singles i think the other thing the big thing in the room personally just like for saying hey they need to do something to fill out the decks is that half the starters in general are missing yeah but greninja is the big one greninja is the one that takes number one or number two in singles if it shows up yes absolutely it is the it is the broken pokemon that is missing (laughs) i i don't disagree that i mean i i think ash greninja should be kind of like wiped from existence (laughs) 
I mean, it it was never legal in Battlespot singles. No, and it should never yeah. it should never have existed. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I thought it was like a really dumb gimmick that they brought in to just match the anime. It's a cool media Pokemon. It it should not be allowed in competitive battles. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Don't disagree. It's a cool tie-in. I like it a lot more than Hash Hat Pikachu is right. Yes, but, um, it's kind of broken. Yes, it's too good. I. I definitely agree with that. I enjoy a lot of these Pokemon that are still missing and just like from a collection standpoint. And I would love to just go into another DLC and go catch like another hundred Pokemon. Like Marie. Yeah. Marie is a cool one. I mean, they left out a lot of fan favorites. Yeah. You know, I would just like Ash Greninja as a, as a form. No, no actual status effects or anything. Just mm-hmm. a form. It just looks like Ash Greninja. Yeah. It's got protein. Just literally Greninja. Yeah. But looks different. <laughs> Yeah, you have four more starters to go. I think they're leaving them out on purpose so that they can throw them in whatever comes next to be like, hey, here's the new hotness. Like, it's probably it's something that I imagine, like, we get Gen 4 remakes in November of 2021. And it's just like, hey, here's the rest of the starters. And then they merge the decks and they make them kiss. Yeah, I don't expect interactivity between Sword and Shield and whatever the remake is. I expect interactivity. I just don't. I expect it. I don't expect. I expect them to be separate things. I expect uh, them to interact because I expect it to still be Gen 9. I think what you do is you make it the quote-unquote great equalizer, and you just update Sword and Shield to have all of the Pokemon that are in the remakes, and the remakes have all of the Pokemon that are in Sword and Shield in the code, mm-hmm. and then you can literally just use whichever game you want at whatever event. That would be nice. I don't see them doing it. I don't see them doing it because they're going to want you to buy the new game, and I think that's still their bread and mm-hmm. butter because I, I think I think the part that you forget if you're talking about using sword and shield for competitive forever is that they kind of use that as a vehicle to get people to buy the new games i mean you still sold 10 million copies or 12 million copies now of let's go yeah okay but let's go as a one-hit wonder okay probably let's go let's go mate it's the first let's go pokemon the trogs game on the switch of pokemon video games okay do you know who the trogs are no you don't because they only sing wild thing and nothing else <laughs> and that that's let's go <laughs> that's let's go uh, let's go as the trogs of the Pokemon franchise because I the the problem with uh, let's go and I think Game Freak knows it because I believe that the that they see let's go as a failure. I think there are aspects of let's go that are worth bringing back, like lack of interconnectivity, so you don't have to worry about a meta. It's I like, like it okay. as a game that you play. Um, I, I would love it as like a third game in the cycle, if that makes sense. See, I think it's a. And okay, like first you kill the motion controls. They no, you're you not going to make it a regular. You're going to get rid of that then, because like that's the whole that was the whole gimmick. Yeah, but it was a dumb gimmick. It is a dumb gimmick, but they're not going to like if you're going <laughs> to make a Let's Go game, you're just like, hey, let's rip out one of the core components. I mean, I think there are other ideas from Let's Go that work well. I think there like are riding Pokemon I, I, instead of HMs. Right? I, I think I think like, a lot of the things that they did in Pokemon Let's Go, or some of the things I shouldn't say a lot. I think some of the things they did were done really well and they did bring some of them over like pokemon in the overworld um there weren't going to be pokemon in the sword and shield overworld outside of the wild area until let's go's reception mm-hmm. i think that was done very well following pokemon came back just like in let's go that's for somebody else who isn't thatch <laughs> i've just never cared. i mean i'm sad that riding pokemon didn't come back like i feel like there are some pokemon that would be really fun as mounts like i, I think they should bring back the mounts like the arcanine that was pretty cool yeah, like, that was really cool. Like, who needs a bike? You can ride around on, like, your sweet Yeah, Yeah, right? I, I don't disagree. I think that is cool. But those are, like, the only ideas I want from Let's Go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that the idea of an isolated game is fine, right? Like, a game where they don't have to care 
they're just faithfully remaking something. Well, not even faithfully, but faithfully enough remaking something. I just don't think you could do it again, because at some point you just get become Pokemon again. Because if you try to go to something like Johto, if you try to take like, let's go Johto, like one of the big things in Johto and it's throughout the game, it's like baked into Johto is held items. And so one of the big things was, oh, we got rid of held items and it's really baked into it. Then you have to bring back held items into let's go. Then you do Gen 3 and abilities are like really baked into Gen 3. And so then now you're back to Pokemon. (laughs) You're just back to regular Pokemon. You're not the simplified version anymore. Mm hmm. I mean, you still have the restricted decks. Like, I think that's one of the big components that they probably should keep for whatever the next remake is. I still think the way they did it in Sword and Shield was a healthier way to do it. You can still have your restricted decks in your original regional decks, and then you can scatter in DLC. Yeah, no, I like that. I think everything should be in a Pokedex, though, Incineroar. Um, uh, there are a lot of things that... I, it got messier with Crown Tundra, because none of those legends are in the decks. And that that confuses everything me. should be in a dex that that is that is my opinion on that like don't don't have these extra things sitting around that you have to name individual national dex numbers for no put them in the i'm dex. still really i'm still <laughs> kind of salty about the 35 <laughs> that were just in the code <laughs> right just put them in the decks yeah like we even have dex entries for them put them i in. know it's what terrible the very least, hey, it hurts. give it the raid events we can catch them in different balls or <laughs> catch this you just make a national dex where you put them in no no that's the way that's the way it's not, I, I need my beast ball okay. i know you do you have a you have a problem it's, it's getting there it's uh, getting there you have a problem uh, we're like 800 yeah, plus in we're getting there <laughs> I, I mean, I would love to see the decks finished, just like I said, for more rotations, because I can see VGC getting very stale by like June. You know, the other option is we just entered GS Cup early and whatever we get in the fall as a remake just resets the clock on what the format is, right? That's that's the other option. I would be OK with interactivity still with whatever we get in the fall. We still have interactivity with it. It's still Gen 8, but mm-hmm. the VGC meta becomes that regional decks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, that, I, I think I that's the way they should have been doing it from generations ago. Like, I think that's the way they should have been doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, what I see happening is we get a ban list in at the end of January mm-hmm. for whatever the February through April meta is. And then for or February through May? No, it's April. Yeah. And then for May, you start GS Cup. Yeah. And I think that would be interesting. They probably will. You're not wrong. Yeah. And then you do a ban list GS Cup afterwards, and that'll get you to the new game. Yep. Like, that's that's an option that we could see. Yeah, I mean, they've already started extending the VGC seasons, as is. Like, the VGC seasons are already going to, uh, are already going three months instead of two. I mean, that, it, does that take it? That does take us three to November, does it? No, it's like close to November, but not quite. It would go May, June, July, and then August, September, October. October. So it would end in, it would end for November. It would end for November, but then you don't have a November meta until this game comes out, right? Well, then they what they probably would do they would just probably like make a meta. They would they probably would do some other out. kind they of meta. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Like because again, they're not going. I don't think I'd, they're going to make a meta for the new game right at the drop of the hat. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, yeah. usually they wait till so, they wait for January. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so you're right. Like they wait till January. Better. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like the other thing I think they should do with remakes is just do them in two D so you can get them out quicker. But eh. I don't know. I I think there's a charm to. I would love to see a. I want to see a hybrid between Sword and Shield and Let's Go for a Diamond and Pearl remake. That's the thing. Like, once we have Wild Area, I think it's hard to go back to those isometric cameras. Yeah. Use the isometric camera, but do it in such a way, like, do it with a camera angle of Let's Go and 
Mm-hmm. Then you still put Pokemon. You like you make it. You make the overworld kind of like let's go, but gameplay like Sword and Shield. If that makes yeah. sense, you do that, and then you throw a wild area up in the battle area instead of putting routes there because nobody cared. Oh yeah, well, yeah. You make that island at the top right. Yeah, no, definitely. Battle, that, that's that's area. what you do. And that's then what personally, I think you stretch it for another year by making more DLC for that. I don't even know if you need DLC for it. No, no. But... Okay, hear me out. If I if I if I'm game freak and I want to make a bajillion dollars, I'd be real disappointed if the battle frontier was dlc um, i'm just gonna say that probably will be uh even then it wasn't in diamond and pearl it was in it was in uh platinum i know, you want, I know. oh you want to think it do give us a treasure hunt for the azure flute whatever what they do is they make a dlc because they left out all gen 4 mythicals they left out every single one in sword and oh, shield yeah. if we get a remake we're just get. i i assume we're just getting all four of them you do them as dlc you do them as dlc though that would be such a money grab after charging $60 instead of $40. I don't think they, yes. I, it, they do all also, of them. They do it all as one, maybe. Yeah, you might. Well, it might be like two put together or something. But yeah, I agree with that. I think you add one automatically, right? There's got to be one just there. Oh, yeah. Maybe like throw Manaphy in the game or something. People would complain because you got Deoxys last time. You got Keldeo in uh, Sword and Shield now. I think it should be Darkrai. It should be Darkrai. It should be Darkrai. Okay, Darkrai is fine as a mythical because I never want to see an incompetitive with its stat line and uh, Dark Void how it used mm-hmm. to be. But honestly, Cresselia is not a mythical. It shouldn't be a mythical either. <laughs> I think you just need it so that you can be like, Darkrai and Cresselia are two Pokemon. Yeah, you, you can have them as rivals. I'm okay with that. I I think Darkrai gets to be base game. I think that's what you do. Yeah, make those base game. And I, I, I really think they should, like, if they do a DLC for that, they would just make it. You go on a treasure hunt underground or something, like, you actually, like, go into the mining area and you get a, you go for the Azure Flute or something. That'd be because cool, Because they too. had that in the code in the original yeah. games. Like, mm-hmm. I think JP... Yeah, that would that. be cool. I don't know. If they, I mean, I think you could still put that in just base game, right? They could mm-hmm. do base game, or they could make it a thing for a DLC, and that I think that would be a much yeah, grander like experience. It, it's still a 10-year-old game. You should add something yep. to it. Yeah. But on that note, I think this is a good place to stop because that was a really good competitive note. <laughs> This is this is this is a turn into a Flash Sigma and Shamu Tuesday night conversation, and <laughs> we knew it was happening. We knew it was, it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think this is a good place to stop. We're going to take a short break, guys, and we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 881, Arctizolt, the fossil Pokemon. It's Pokemon Shield Pokemon Pokedex entry reads, This Pokemon lived on prehistoric seashores and was able to preserve food with the ice on its body. It went extinct because it moved so slow. So they're just making up science, is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Arctizolt's actually better now because he got Slush Rush. <laughs> I think that's the only reason he's better now, because Volt Absorb and Static were garbage abilities, and his typing is absolutely awful. Ice Electric is an awful, awful typing that we never got before. It is amazing offensively. It is. It's, well, no, amazing offensively is like, that. Mm, that's an understatement. It's Bolt Beam coverage. Yeah, you get that Bolt That beam. was like the staple of Gen 4. Oh, oh, the typing, yeah, the type. You meant typing. Yeah. I was thinking Arctozolt as a Pokemon oh, no. with its base one hundred attack and base ninety defense, base eighty special defense, base ninety special attack, base ninety HP, and then fifty five. Yeah, yeah, the type Arctozolt is a very offensive, <laughs> a very good offensive type. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Bolt Beam is fun. Bolt Beam is fun. We also had Rotom Frost for those who forgot him. 
I yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Rotom Frost. Um, <laughs> the the my favorite Rotom, my favorite Rotom, <laughs> who should be good because of the Chicago Bears. The classic. So the team that we have this week is uh, is a VGC team. It actually works uh, surprisingly okay. It is. It's. I wouldn't call it like the like a meta defining team. I would call it a fun team. It's the kind of team that your opponent looks at it and it's like, I have no clue what they're going to do turn one. I have zero idea how they're going to open this up. The team has so many plays that can happen turn one. It's uh, (laughs) kind of, it's, I think it's, I think you get a paralysis of choice when you play it. (laughs) So the star of the team is absolutely Arctazolt. In our case, we're running Life Orb with Slush Rush, 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed. Special Attack when it's got I guess Boltbeak's going to hit hard anyway. It's running Blizzard, Bulldoze, Boltbeak, and Protect. Mild nature. I don't even know what that does. I'm going to be honest. Mild nature. I don't even know what... I think... I, I know it's special attack. I don't it's know what minus it's minus. defense. Minus defense because who cares you're an ice type? Right. <laughs> but to go fast, you've got Vanellix, the one of the two hail setters. Uh, well, I guess three. Obama Snow exists. You've got Vanellix with Choice Scarf, Snow Warning... 4 HP, 252 special attack, 252 special attack, timid nature with blizzard, icy wind, freeze dry, and beat up because what would this team be if you didn't have more options? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that leads us into Terrakion holding its white herb, just in case you get intimidated. Or you could get bulldozed by one of like three Pokemon on this team. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get your speed back <laughs> just in case <laughs> anyways you got justified so you get beat up you get a massive attack boost where evs are 4 hp max attack 36 defense 4 special defense 212 speed i'm sure that's hitting something in like the 105 range it's probably outspeeding yes. garchomp that's my guess probably because you're a jolly nature probably. it's like What's like five base points slower? I think that's I think that's Garchomp. Rock Slide, Close Combat, Taunt, and Protect. And then uh, we'll go with Spectre next. Uh, it 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 doesn't have as much synergy with everything else on the team because it's a Spectre and doesn't have moves. But uh, I I think Spectre is honestly the weak link on this team. I'll be is. completely honest. I think you could probably swap it out with something a different special attacker. Probably could. Yeah, it's got a really good speed stat, and if it ever gets going, I guess that's really cool. Um, it, it has Snarl Spam, I guess. Uh, but anyways, max special attack, max speed, timid nature, Shadow Ball, because you're a Spectre and that's all you have, Snarl, because that's your coverage that you have, Bulldoze, because you can activate weakness policy on one of the Pokemon on this team with it, and Tail Whip, because we ran out of moves, because we're a Spectre. I didn't realize that Tail Whip. Yeah. I protect. <laughs> As a tail. That's funny. I like that. I like that meme. That's good. It has no moves. That defines Spectre. Right? It's like you gave it 130 speed. You gave it special moxie. But did you give it a move pool? No. You have Shadow Ball and Mud Slap. Mm-hmm. All right. And then next we have Metagross with weakness policy. This is why everything has bulldoze. Yes. Everything has bulldoze. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it doesn't lose speed, so it's okay. Because yeah. it's got clear body. And uh, it is an adamant nature with 108 HP, 252 attack, 4 defense, 4 special defense, and 140 speed. With Iron Head, Earthquake, Bullet Punch, Protect. So you're just going with Stab, Priority, and then just EQ. Because Bulldoze wasn't enough for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after that, got Entei with a Shooka Berry, I assume to reduce the damage from Bulldoze. <laughs> Inner Focus with uh, 252 attack, 4 
special defense, 250, yeah, 252 speed, jolly nature with sacred fire. Oh, look at that, bulldoze, extreme speed, and protect. <laughs> I don't know that you need this many Pokemon No, you need bulldoze. to get it to work. I'm going to go out there and it's say. It's fun speed control when it doesn't matter that your partner gets it. You have arc <laughs> You need the speed control. <laughs> oh yeah, but gosh. you're going to hit arc Dissolt too. <laughs> Arctazolt has bulldozer. Yes, yeah, yeah. It needs its own speed control. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the whole thing's nuts. The whole thing's crazy. This team's just nuts because it's just like, I can do a thing with all of these, po- with no matter what two Pokemon are on the field together, something will right. happen. Unless it's Spectre. That's what I really do like about it. It's just like, everything works. Except Spectre with its tail whip. It's got bulldozer, that's fine. <laughs> it's got tail whip because it's just like, I don't have four moves. It's fine. Tail whip is a fine move. It makes Bulldoze hit harder. <laughs> oh, God. It's so, so the Pokemon it's of the episode so was bad. Um, was actually Bulldoze. I'm sorry that we lied to you again. Bulldoze. Bulldoze was the Pokemon of the episode. The real Pokemon of the episode is Bulldoze. What TM is it? What TM is that? I, if, you would like, if you would like to use this team, it'll be up on the Discord server later this week. Wait, it, it, it's fun to play. I don't know <laughs> if it's good, but it's fun. It should be fun to watch Claude and uh, Pete McGee play it on the ladder, too, so... It is, it is fun. It is, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's good, but it's fun. It's good fun. (laughs) There's that. I mean, it, it's a good, I've played a few matches with it because I'm trying to be better about it and actually play with the team of the episode beforehand. And you can, you can really get some things going. You, you always have some kind of option unless you bring Spectre. (laughs) Like I said, I think Spectre is honestly the weakest link. I think you could replace it with something else that does that's a special attacker. <laughs> you don't need more bulldoze. You you don't need you don't need a third bulldoze user. You can probably just do something else. I bet it deals real well with enemy metagross. Uh it probably does. But I, I feel like aren't there other good ghost types? There's other good like dra- Dragapult exists. Mm, it's more of a physical attacker really though. Uh kind I mean you can still make a special it's, attack it's though. It's not it's not on the level of Spectre or special attack though, is the issue. I still think Spectre is a uh I mean, I, th- I think it definitely is there for the Metagross, because Metagross kind of just tears through everything else that's not that Spectre. Yeah, Metagross is, like, in the top five Pokemon of the meta. Maybe top three, yes. I think, so. Yeah, Metagross is really good. Metagross is good. I'm happy to see that, too, and it not being Mega Metagross. Like, Arctazolt does real well against Feeny. That's great. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, my gosh. That's so true, though. It does tear through Feeny. What's a top of Feeny to an Arctazolt? Which is... Uh, it's Boltbeak fodder exactly like i I even without even without like any investment in the attack stat it's just like i eat you Mm -hmm. i eat you it's great i mean i I definitely suggest playing it i don't expect taking it i don't suggest taking it to a tournament but i suggest playing it (laughs) it seems like a fun a fun evening is just picking up it is a fun time it is a fun time maybe it'll beat shamu if you need the badge I, i probably could actually Honestly, it's got so many things, it could probably beat me, too. It could probably beat almost all of us, um, if you play it right. Like, you miss the prediction, you just kind of lose to some of yeah. these leads. Uh, all right, but on that note, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is the part of the show where we read listener emails that you send in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. It's a fantastic way to get your voice right on the show. It's also brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! There, I did it, Bo. 
I know Shamu wasn't going to, but I did it. Shamu doesn't have to. I'm not lying. I know. He, he's contractually it's okay It's in his with contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his contract. Um, and so, yeah, we read listener emails on the show here. Uh, typically, we have a prompt. Last week, we asked you guys what you thought of Pokemon Go going to level 50. And I'm excited to read your emails. So this one, is uh, if your email is good, we'll give you the green Taurus badge, blah, blah, blah. Um, our first email this week is going to be from Mark. And oh, wait, this is from last week. This is last week's email. We already read this. Oh, never mind. Not Mark. Uh, we are going to go ahead and we're just going to start with Sari. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Hope you all aren't freezing your butts off. Thank you all. Possibly. Or thank y'all for possibly having me. So yeah, yeah, we're reading. That said, uh, we are reading you, Sari. We are. It, it'll be it'll be cold by the time this episode comes out. I think it was cold today. It's like mid forties for me. It was, uh, I guess. I mean, but it was like mid forties with clouds. It was chilly. Yeah, no, it's it's mid forties like all week this week, and then mid thirties next week, and that's like next week we have snow forecasted for Monday. I, I saw that. I I mean, we had snow like last weekend too. I didn't have snow. I want snow. I like snow. I had a dusting. Uh, but anyways, let's let's continue. Pokemon Go, I honestly think, in a lot of ways, has overstayed its welcome in the eyes of many. However, I do think that they're making an effort to bring back some excitement for the game. The new level cap is one of the reasons. I don't think that most people will ever get to the point where they even get to experience the tasks and ridiculous grind to get to level 50. Getting to 40 is hard enough, and practically impossible on a reasonable level if you aren't either spending money or living in a city. Yeah. That's true. That's so true, though. The the city helps a lot with uh, getting If you don't live in a city, you're screwed. Yeah. Rural Pokemon Go players could... At least they have gifts now to get their uh, Pokeballs. Yes. But before, they were just not able to play. Then, eh. Mm-hmm. All right. I think reaching level 50 will be a status symbol for some people, and that's fun. But I do think there should be more opportunities for low-level players to have a chance to reach those content barriers. But then again, I don't really want to do most of the tasks they're requiring anyway. It's just more grinding. Overall, I think it's just a thing they did. I don't believe it will affect the quality of the game or the player base. But it is nice for high-level players who are wanting new challenges. That's about all I have to say about that. Hope y'all are doing well, and sorry if my email is dry. That's just how I handle them. All the best, Sari, PhD Pokemon Ecology, self-appointed, non-green Taurus holder. <laughs> That's the best way to tell us we don't ha- you don't have the green Taurus badge, PT Dubs. It- it's pretty good. Not writing a paragraph complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, I, I definitely think that, I mean, I don't know that 50 even breathes life into it. Because it's so hard to get to. I think it breathes life into... I, I think it's literally a move that caters to the whales. Yeah. The people who have been level 40 for like two years already, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not really breathing life. Yep. I, I don't know that it breathes life into the game more as much as it just... Uh, I don't know. It, it It's just giving you a larger way to look at it. I don't know. It, because there are people who have like four or five times the experience you need to be at level 20. Yeah. Or level 40. And I, I don't even know if it'll get them to level 50, to be honest, looking at the experience curve that's happening right now. Because right now, I think the latest that we had was from 45 to 46. It's 15 million, five, uh, 15 and a half million experience points. Mm-hmm. So at that point, like if you've only done it like three times, you might not make it to level 50. 
Yeah. Which I assume is their goal, is to make those players not all just, like, instantly go to level 50. I, I'd imagine so. Plus, a lot of those tasks are long, too. Like, doing X number mm-hmm. of raids. Eh. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I imagine at this point, for somebody like us, it would just be like, oh, yeah, I did those while I was leveling up, and so I hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I might might hit 40 by the end of the year. I don't expect yeah. to, but I might. I, I don't play enough to do that, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one is going to be from Mutton. Shamu, you've got this one. To infinity and beyond! Speaking of the filthy casual, that sounds like an adequate description of how much experience it's going to take to get to level 50, much less beyond. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best best line I've heard about this scenario. (laughs) Ultimately, I guess it could be worse. Niantic could be wringing out our wringing out pockets like a sopping wet sponge for content. I think at this point, the only thing that could rekindle the childlike glee I had for Go would be a reintroduction to, of the footstep system, and that I don't foresee. I don't. I don't think that's ever coming back. Honestly, just because of the legal ramifications, it, it caused so much trespassing too, and oh, I never yeah. found anything with it. Yeah, it was it not a good time for everyone else. I like the current system. It's like, go to this Pokestop and you'll find this Pokemon. It's better. It's definitely better than, than like, hey, if I go in this person's backyard, I can find a Pikachu. Go has been doing fine maintaining relevancy with their current player base, but I do suspect there will be plenty of falloffs with introduction of transfer. To bring people back, they're going to need to have some sort of a hook. Maybe some previously shiny locked events and raids, maybe make the game more viable for people in rural areas. Maybe tone down the outright monetization. Uh, record profits coupled <laughs> with record low player player base doesn't sound like a sustainable business model. Like, I honestly, like... That I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Like, honestly, the whole, like, go at home was really... I enjoyed <laughs> that a lot. That was the most... This is the most I've played Go in a long time since launch. Is during COVID. I don't... I, I absolutely agree. During quarantine, when, like, I couldn't go to work, I played so much more Go. I also exercised a lot more as a result as well. Because I was just like, I would, I would take a break from working from home to like go out for a walk to play go for like an hour. And then I'd come back and do more work and then rinse repeat. Yeah. Uh, either way, I'll always love Pokemon and I'll always play the related game, be it main series or not. And my intention wasn't to turn this into a rant, but here we are. Probably mutton. Uh, it's probably, I, I thought you were trying to be, be sassy and be like, you did start a rant though. All right. So I will read this last one. Uh, from Quincy. Um, he says, Hey, Puckle Crew, Quincy here. Last week was the, uh, was the end of my first marking period, so I didn't get much time to write in, in an email about my future expectations. Also, I forgot last week's prompt, so there's that. I recently finished my 100% run of Breath of the Wild, including finding all 900 Korok seeds. That's not Pokemon. I don't care about you playing Breath of the Wild. I care about you playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Ash will care, maybe. Is this Ash? Is it is Ash? Is this you? I don't know. Is he going to listen to the mailbag? We'll find out. Playing such a beautiful game has raised my expectations for a video for a video game greatly. So now my dream for the future is some sort of open world game playing out an adventure as portrayed in the anime, including your very own Paw Patrol-esque suit-up sequence when you join the Ultra Whatever Squad in Alola and go save youngster Joey from rabbit, a rabid Caterpie. You'll still have a story sequences whenever you crest a hill and see a gleaming megalopolis in the valley below, but most of your journey will go at the pace you want it to go at. And you'll be able to go anywhere at any time, as long as you're smart enough to find an alternate path there. So the problem is, Pokemon doesn't work. Like, any, honestly, any system, any game that's based on leveling, 
doesn't work well in this kind of format. And I don't think people realize that. The reason Breath of the Wild works is because you physically just got better at the game <laughs> as time went on. Mm-hmm. And you also, you like gained your heart so you had better stamina. That's about it. Like, I, I, I think that's something that people don't realize right away is that you can't take a system based on leveling and just throw, throw it in Breath of the Wild. It doesn't work that way. That way, I apologize if I shut down people's dreams. I think you can do it. I think you just do it like you just make the next game Crown Tundra all the way. <laughs> you put little towns and sprinkle them in the wild area. Uh, but I digress. It would also be cool to have some sort of stables in Zelda, hidden safe havens where you come and rest up, buy and sell things. You really just want Zelda. You just want to play Zelda. Get directions, interact with others. And yeah, just a Pokemon Center that's a little less technology advanced and out of place. Literally, he just wants Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I'm reading right now. He just wants Zelda. He doesn't want Pokemon. He wants Zelda. <laughs> Hopefully the game would be a bit more realistic as well. Your character will respond to what other people say, and Pokemon will have emotions, like Ash's Charizard in the anime. For example, you find a shiny blue Bisharp in, a, in command of roaming army of Ponyard, and you Master Ball it. Those Ponyard are going to be livid at losing their leaders, and you'll have to defeat all of them in a horde battle, or you've wasted your Master Ball. Pokemon can't do horde battles anymore. <laughs> No, I I'm, I already hate SOS battles again. I know. Well, they just they just can't handle they can't handle the graphical processing that it would take. <laughs> I can't handle the salt I'm feeling right now with SOS battles already, and it's been like a like a week of having to deal with yeah. it partially. An adamant nature Pokemon will be stubborn and more difficult to catch, and a brave one has the chance to not go back into it. That sounds awful. Basing catch rate on nature? No, thank you. That sounds like adding... I don't like more RNG to the game. That's too much coding, I feel, for that. Yeah. It's not even that it's too much coding. It's just, like, that's a bad... Unnecessary RNG. Like, I already hated going back and catching the legends with the three catch rate. Yeah. Yeah. It was Uh, awful. Imagine making that worth with a beast ball. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) I feel bad we're tearing this apart, but, like, at the same time... No, no, we we should not go down to 3 catch rate anymore. Catch rate should be bottomed out at 10. Yes. Like the doggos. For my sanity. And a brave one has a chance to not want to go back in his Pokeball and stay and fight. No, that sounds absolutely awful. Um, You won't necessarily have the luck to be the millionth customer of the bike shop. You'll have to save up your money. Okay. As for the gyms and the different challenges throughout the game, there would be four main challenges. Obviously, the gyms, Battlefront tier... <laughs> I, I giggle because Battle Frontier is not coming back. And also three or four different evil teams, each trying to catch one of the three legendaries of the region. The Elite Four, maybe more, would be like the timeless in Pokemon Insurgents. What is, po- what is it? What? Third you can't just like hack. throw out references. You can't, yeah, you can't throw out references to a ROM hack that most people haven't played though. <laughs> yeah. A collection of powerful trainers pulled from their spots in time to be the final frontier. It would probably consist of Gold, Brendan, Steven Stone, Zinnia, Don, Sharon. This sounds like a bad fanfic. This is what I'm reading right now. Sharon. This is also a giant list. Sharon, Serena, How, Elaine, Not Hop, Too Weak, Maybe, Peony. Their leader, of course, would be Red. You just listed off like 20 characters. What do you mean Hop's Too Weak? He has Zamazenta as option. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's the one. He's the one rival with an actual legendary. He's like the strongest trainer in the series. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in this incredibly long email, which took me forty-seven minutes to write, oh, I've described my biggest dream for the future of Pokemon. By future of Pokemon, you mean just Breath of the Wild. You just want Breath of the Wild, or at least the more unique changes Mega Flygon and bringing back Soaring are giving or given. Signing off for now, Quincy. 
I feel bad for tearing his email apart, but like, like I think there needs to be something like reasonable expectations for Pokemon because this is the kind of stuff that like, like hits people being upset at what the next mm-hmm. Pokemon game is going to be because the next Pokemon game is not going to be this. No, like, like I said, I'd be down if they wanted to make remakes, remakes 2D. Like people like retro games, and that would be easier on them. Honestly, honestly, I think remakes—the way you handle them—is you just re-release the old one, and with maybe like a couple of lifestyle changes. I I would prefer that. I I understand that re-releasing DS games is a pain in the butt, and those thing those games need remade, right? Like they yes. integrated touchscreen yes. too much; they need fixed. That, yes. That's how it goes. I am perfectly down with Gens one through three just getting straight up ported. It's like here's the game. Yeah, it's on an emulator. Don't worry about it absolutely we added wireless absolutely maybe we get your maybe we get your uh uh or as dx yes give it to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> i want it uh but I, I i i don't mean to rip your email apart it's just that i i think i think having unreasonable expectations in pokemon is just bad for the community as a whole and then everybody gets really upset when things happen yeah i generally set my my expectations and and this is definitely something that's like way beyond and honestly very practically just not possible i think it's i think it's just too much in terms of that i i think my mind honestly at this point my my dream pokemon game is one with all of the pokemon in it (laughs) (laughs) as depressing as that sounds because i i mean i realized i've been playing uh digimon cybersleuth the past 24 hours and i i realized how much like the reason those games don't succeed and Honestly, the only like the best reason I can give for the reason those games don't succeed outside of bad gameplay is the fact that their creatures lists are so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's uh, I think that's why Digimon will never hit like the 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 high that Pokemon will. And I think that's I think Pokemon needs to lean into that more <laughs> and remember that to have just like go back to the core and be like complete creature list is what we need. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, but green Taurus badge, I am all for giving it to Sari for having nice paragraph breaks or even mutton. Either yeah. or. I'm fine yeah. with both. I'm fine with Sari. I read it. Yeah, Sari gets the green Taurus badge. Woo woo. On that note, if you want to email us next week at no Siri, I didn't say Siri. If you would like to, if you would like to email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com next week, let us know. How do you think Gen 8's change competitive? Let us know at uh, PucklePodcast.gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, make sure you check out all of our social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Make sure that you keep up with us over on the Discord. Make sure that you follow us over on Twitch and on YouTube. If you want to support the show, you can go over to Twitch, drop a Twitch Prime subscription. You can also go ahead and buy a shirt over at TeePublic, or you can support us over at Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast to get cool perks um, unfortunately, I don't get badges anymore because I turned that off because <laughs> it was a November special. <laughs> but you can get BreederBot and a bunch of cool extra shinies throughout the advent calendar um, that the normal the norms don't get. So keep that in mind. Uh, on that note, though, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Shamu. And I've been Arsene. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.